Matt Mosley Show. Coming to you on a Thursday afternoon. Weather's beautiful. Get out, play some golf, play some tennis. I've been on a tennis kick lately, but I also love to get out there on the golf course. The Baylor men's golf team is 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 ready to roll, and uh, I know they uh, have thawed out after that uh, winter event that we had. And Mike McGraw, the Baylor men's golf coach, is joining us at this very moment. And uh, Mike, are you um, the the Billy uh, the Billy Williams Center out there? Uh, I just cannot imagine a better day to be out working on the game a little bit. And then, of course, uh, tomorrow, I've I've seen temperatures as high as seventy four degrees. Um, it's um, it's a strange time of year, isn't it, to be in uh, to be in Texas weather wise. <laughs> Well, you know, you can call it a strange time of year, Matt, but, uh, you know, I'm from northern Oklahoma originally, and that weather event you talked about that we had last week was pretty much the norm in December, January, February, so <laughs> I'm pretty okay with our weather here. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, you're okay batting down the hatches every once in a while. I bet you like to, I bet you have uh, one of those, you know, like a four-wheel drive or something. Uh, nothing can uh, sideline you. Uh, now you've got the uh, got the tournament uh, coming up. It's right here. In fact, um, February fourteenth and fifteenth. I think I have that down as Monday and Tuesday. The uh, Laredo, the and I always like this. The Border Olympics. This has been this tournament. Uh, I think I feel like you're a great uh, a golf historian, and you like things that have been around for a little while. I feel like I've been hearing about the Border Olympics for years. Does this one go back a ways? Yes. The Border Olympics is the oldest continuous-running college golf tournament in history. Uh, so it's the oldest college golf tournament in the United States. It, it had one year where they didn't play, and that was the pandemic year, so 2020. Mm-hmm. But uh, aside from that, it's played every year since about 1950. So uh, all the best players in college golf over time have played in this event. Um you know, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful event, and the town gets around it. They really do. They have a lot of volunteers, and uh, they've got their famous cook shack. So they cook uh, fajitas and, uh, I guess, basically fajitas and tortillas um, all day long on the 36-hole day. So you, you can eat anytime you want. It's fantastic. Wow. Now you're making me think about uh... – I may have to explain to my wife. Cannot be there Valentine's. Are your uh, are are your players that have girlfriends? Are they okay with this? I mean, you think they can? I guess they'll just have to, uh, you know, either celebrate early or celebrate late. Um, have you addressed this with your players? Well, I've actually been a good example for them. I've already taken my wife out for her Valentine's dinner, so uh, I was preemptive, and you know, I'm in good shape. I don't know about my guys. I don't know if they're as experienced, wise, old sage like I am. You know, I've, I, I got that taken care of, which was smart on my part. That They, I don't know have, if they've accomplished that. <laughs> Where is, do you have a go-to spot for, uh, for special uh, romantic uh, uh, events like just this? Uh, do you have a go-to spot in Central Texas? Well, my wife and I like 135 Prime, really nice uh just a very relaxing steakhouse and really good food. So that's a good spot. So 135 prime. Okay, good. Good to, good to know about these things. Um, and talking to Mike McGraw, 
as uh, Baylor gets ready to play in the Border Olympics. What about um, this particular uh, – tell me a little bit about Laredo Country Club, the um, – the, the course and everything. I mean, I, I always am interested in the layouts. I came and I, I saw you all at the one in Carrollton. That was an interesting one uh, for sure. All of these things test you in different ways. What what do you what what does this particular layout do for you uh, early in a season like this? And, and what particular what, what what's what are the biggest challenges? Well, I, I think the greens are the biggest challenge. They were redone two years ago. And they have a lot of movement. And so the green complexes are really challenging. And if you get in the wrong section of a green, it's pretty easy to three-putt. So um, you just have to be careful that when you're approaching the green that you know where you want to leave the ball to give your best chance to make the par. But you can put the accelerator on and make a lot of birdies. There's uh, three very reachable par fives that, you know, you should birdie at least two of those, but maybe all three of them. very reachable. There's a couple. There's a drivable par four, a couple of really good par threes that are tough. But you know, it's got green complexes that are challenging. The uh, and probably three tee shots that are uncomfortable. You know, you kind of look up there and there's out of bounds right and a water hazard down the left side, and you kind of have to. You need to just commit, which is great. And but not. I wouldn't call it. If the wind doesn't blow, I would say you should shoot a very good score down there. The wind doesn't blow, and I'm trying to think what the wind normally, we don't usually uh, get that in Texas where the wind doesn't blow, but perhaps it won't be <laughs> that uh, that significant. And uh, that's that's interesting, that much movement on the greens. Now, you have some really good putters, some guys with short games and all. What have you, since we last talked, um, have you, you know, I'm always fascinated. Golf already had like a portal. It, it's interesting because I feel like, the rest of the world has learned about the transfer portal. And, and as I remember years and years ago, I'm talking about 15, 20 years ago, there used to be rules within golf where a guy could play someplace like in the fall and he could be at another school in the spring. There were different rules with college golf. What are we seeing now with, with, um, with, with the transfer portal? Is it, is it kind of business as usual since you've seen this in the past, or is it even more than it used to be? It's probably more than it used to be. There, there's definitely mm-hmm. more movement. It's a lot easier for guys that aren't in the best situation to be able to move to another situation, if you will. Uh, you know, it's funny you should say play for one team in the fall and play for another team in the spring. I mean, that's actually happened. A guy has, has played for one team in the fall, and then in the spring he got an immediate transfer, and I think he played and played really, really well for another team in the spring. We've had guys enter mid-year and win the national championship individually so but i literally um i i literally try everything i can to not have transfers i don't want guys transferring away from baylor and we still haven't had one uh that i recruited that we've that's transferred away so i love i love that they stay here they're committed to it and but the transfer portal i guess is is a needed avenue for a lot of people who don't get the right situation to begin with um, so, and it's a reality. It's the world we live in. That's interesting. What do you um, What do you attribute it most to? Is it just the honesty, the the, the environment at Baylor? Like, what do you, you know? The fact that because I'm sure there are sometimes parents and kids who who think they should be playing more, or they don't like the mm-hmm. spot they are in the lineup. How do you 
<laughs> how do you prevent the, the transfers? Because I would I would think, like you say, that uh, um, there be there, you know golf is is home to a lot of temperamental type uh, folks, and it's it's people that are highly hyper competitive, and also people usually that have parents heavily heavily involved. What do you attribute to to not having any of those transfers? Well. I will say this. I truly fight for relationships. I think they're important. I think it's important to, uh, you know, when you look at a player that you don't just look at him as a production unit. So when you personalize it and humanize it, they're a human being, not, not a golf score. So there's, there's number one. Number two, if you do a good enough job in recruiting, hopefully you can vet out the people that wouldn't fit your philosophy or your type of coaching or your style of coaching, or even with the players you have on the team. So you try to get uh, kids that are somewhat like-minded. You know, the last five years, all five players in the lineup, the last five years in postseason for Baylor have been Texas-grown kids. So there's another reason that I think we have less transfers is the kids are near home, most of them. Um, And so, but I I just don't believe in a transfer. It feels like a divorce to me. I I don't love that. I want to go the other way. I want to figure out a way where we can work it out so you can finish what you started here and you know i'm committed to them so but it's a reality we live in there's probably going to be more transfers in the future than there have ever been all right talking to mike mcgraw about baylor golf and uh the, the border olympics coming up how important it is you are, are you still in that mode of of just every you know very very competitive you know guys are fighting for different spots or are you already feel like you're settling into um a lineup like for instance going into this tournament have you told the guys what they're going to play have you already had to like turn in a lineup i i I, uh, I should know this but i forget like how early you have to submit something like that it's different for every tournament i mean if you, if you have two weeks in between tournaments you do a lot of qualifying if you have four days in between tournaments you don't do very uh-huh. much qualifying uh we had five rounds of qualifying and four guys, the top four earned a spot to travel. And then we're going to get the, we had two more rounds to get the additional person, the fifth guy, and then two individuals that are going to be playing that won't be shooting, you know, for the team score, but they will be playing in the tournament. So we had five rounds and we played two more. So we now have our lineup set. I'm going to actually text that to the coach at uh, the border Olympics tonight. And, you know, he'll know our lineup. So in this case, it's about three days before the tournament. Right, would you like to announce that lineup here on the Matt Mosley show? I could do that. Uh, I could okay. say the first top four. We don't know right. out of those other three that are traveling. We haven't picked that fifth guy. But um, our number one guy will be Johnny Kiefer. Number two will be Mark Reppy. Both of them have had a lot of playing time in the past. Number mm-hmm. three will be Trey Bosco who's a state amateur champion here in Texas and a sophomore on the team. And number four will be a freshman named Drew Wrightson from Indiana. So we've got those four and then three others that will be traveling. Okay, I like that. I saw Drew a little bit at the, uh, what is it, the Honors Club, the uh, uh, out there used to be what we called it Colombian or something. But, Merido, uh, that was, Merido? Yeah, Merido, Merido. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling it all the other things like it's been in the past. But, yeah, Merido. Uh, that was fun because that game that was on uh, that was televised. Uh, that has to be cool, by the way. The Golf Channel doing more and more of these, and uh, in 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 you know the players getting featured in in that way. 
Now, has has Johnny, it really seemed like he was embracing, last time I kind of ran across him and was watching him, the, the, the leadership-type role on the team. Um, he, you know, he's been around for a little bit. I, I, you know, we, he, was such, he was so good so early, we, you still kind of think of him as extremely young. Has he... Has it become more and more natural for him to, to be uh, to to be pretty vocal and a, and, a, and, a, and a good leader on this team? Johnny's a fantastic leader. I wouldn't say vocally as much. He's mm-hmm. got a great smile, a great personality. He's easy to get along with. Uh, so he does all the right things from that standpoint. But he's not a rah-rah guy all the time. Uh, he leads by example. He works out as hard as anybody on the team. He practices. He works with purpose. He eats the right foods. He trains hard. I mean, he works out hard in the weight room on his own, um, aside from what we do. So Johnny does a lot. He's a great leader. But then, again, Mark Reppy, who's been a fifth-year senior this year, has done an amazing job of leading. And uh, he's done it as well, not so much vocally as just getting in the weight room, uh, working, training. So I think they've both been really good leaders uh, to – show these other guys, you know, this is kind of what we need to do to become the team we want to be. And so I'm real happy with both of them, the way they've led. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's really interesting. You know, even I was even a little surprised when I didn't hear a couple of names because you got, you know, one particular guy that I remember kind of as a grinder. You've obviously got the younger brother of, of, a, of a, a famous Baylor golf family. And so, um, like you say, I guess it's a good problem to have is depth. And, 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 you know, I, I would say you wouldn't mind churning the, the, some of these spots a little bit and having guys, you know, fight for spots and everything. Remind me on uh, Trey Bosco. I, I, like you say, he won the amateur, obviously a big-time competitor. What, uh, what's, kind of the, what's kind of the strength of Trey's game? If I remember, you know, he was really – that might have been one of those weeks he was kind of up and down, obviously very, very capable of going low – but he was at the time he was having a little bit of trouble with the consistency. Has he maybe uh, been more consistent in in being able, at least for this tournament, to be in that third spot? I think Trey's had an incredible off season. Uh, he's gotten stronger. He's worked on. I think I haven't seen a junior golfer who was sort of an average putter develop himself uh-huh. into what I would con- consider an elite putter. I mean, he's a great putter now. And just two years ago, I would say he was very just kind of average, just okay. So he's worked very hard in that area of the game. He's he's, a, he's an excellent putter, and and he's the best quality he has is he's a competitor. So you if you threw him down in the middle of a UFC ring, I mean, I think he's got a chance. He's <laughs> he's pretty tough. He's a <laughs> tough competitor. He competes hard. Your best MMA guy, I like that. Bosco would yeah. would do would would uh, would do that. Well, this is uh, this is a lot of fun, and and I can't uh, I can't wait to kind of start tracking the progress and, and all of that. What is um, Johnny? I was just look, trying to look it up as we were coming on um, from a ranking standpoint right now. I mean, obviously he's considered one of the most talented guys in the conference. Um, is is he? Some of those like world junior, not junior. It's obviously it's more of a college golf ranking. Where have you seen him in some of those recent rankings? I think he's ranked about 60th in college golf right now. Okay. Um, I think it's a little misleading. So I think he's better than that. Yes, but uh-huh. um, certainly just a couple of good finishes, and you'd be in the top 25. So you know he's 
he's a, a pretty highly ranked player. He's certainly got potential. And uh, again, just doing a great job of being a Baylor Bear. And, you know, he does a great job in the classroom. I think that's one thing that gets a little bit overlooked is our guys, you know, they compete hard to try to win tournaments. But we had a 3.55 in the fall. I'm really, really proud of it. That's for 10 guys. So they, they're they working hard in the classroom. and That's something I'm really, really uh, impressed by more and more every year as time goes by. Wow, that is nice. I don't know if I ever saw a 3.55 uh, during my time at Baylor. So I think that's... Uh... I think that's uh, good, although I did change my major at some point, and it was able to boost it. Uh, the Castellaw School of Communications was a little – I finally figured out that was the place for me later in my time there. Is Kiefer going with a clean-cut, uh, kind of that milk and cookies look right now, or has he let it grow, grow out a little bit? Very clean-cut. You'd think he was in the military right now. <laughs> Yeah, okay. We'll uh we'll listen. Um we'll be monitoring things from afar and uh good luck out there. It's gonna be a fun season. The men's and women's programs at Baylor are just immensely uh talented and, and some like as you said, some really good young people. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Mike, I appreciate it. What's your next guest? Are you still uh what's your next podcast guest, by the way? When's the when's the next one? Uh, my out? next podcast guest is, is this Monday we we drop a podcast every Monday, and it will be – who is it? I can't – I've got three or four in the tank right now that I've done this past week. So I don't know which one we're going to drop on Monday, but I've got one that's a, a theme, and then I've got another that's a coach and another that's a, a tour player. So I don't know which one we'll drop next. Yeah, yeah. Well, one kid that just uh, – you probably recruited just won the uh, Pebble Beach. So maybe uh, you could probably give Tom a call. Um what did he? Where did he come out of California, or where did TCU recruit him from? You know, uh, I think he was from up north. Um, okay. He obviously, was a good player. He played in the mid two thousands till about two thousand ten or eleven. Really good player, yeah. and he's obviously. There's a funny interview of Tiger Woods this week, where about four or five years ago, when he he said, "Do you know who Tom Hoagie is? He's your playing partner, Bar." And Tom said, or Tiger said, "I have no idea who he is," so, <laughs> and he knows me. <laughs> yeah he does and uh speech said he learned a few things about him playing some craps or or something maybe at the poker table uh felt like that, that tom is not a guy who would uh, back down and uh, he got a good read on hogue uh doing a little gambling there all right mike great to visit with you and we will talk to you soon okay thanks so much matt you bet there he goes mike mcgraw does a tremendous job the baylor golf coach and uh, the uh, the Bears get going on Monday and Tuesday at uh, Laredo, Texas, and Laredo Country Club. And then the women have a uh, about two weeks, about a week and a half away. The uh, Baylor women get going, and they should be literally a top five type uh, uh, program heading into uh, heading into this season. All right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Campus Confidential is next. 